From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Before we begin today's regularly scheduled program, the show has two new Love Me Three Times patrons to thank this week, Jake Wood and Patrick Erickson. Thank you, Jake and Patrick, for all the extra love and support. You too can be immortalized in BSW history by going to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and signing up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will go directly toward the show's mini expenditures and get you early access to each episode, a shout out on the show, BSW merch, and much more. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast. That being said, Five years and 200 episodes later, I think I'm finally starting to get the hang of this podcasting thing. Over the years, I've had the unique privilege of talking with religious leaders around the globe about what they believe and why. Some did not appreciate discussing their deeply held beliefs with me, and a few decided to lash out like unhinged children. However, the majority of my guests have been civil and thankful for the conversation. To all of my guests, whether happy or mad, thank you for being a part of BSW history. Every episode has its blunders, I don't always say the right thing at the right time, and I implore every listener and guest to verify everything I ramble on about. Sometimes I let my guests talk too much, and sometimes I don't let them talk enough. It's a delicate balance I'm forever adjusting. Either way, it's been a wild ride to 200, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. So for all of you on the other side of this, thank you. I could not have made it to 200 without you. And to all the Christians crying and hiding in the comments section, email me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com and let's get you on air. That being said, most Christians believe that Yahweh is the ultimate example of patience and kindness. In Acts 5, Yahweh killed Ananias and Sapphira for lying to him once. In Genesis 38, 8-10, he puts to death some poor dude for spilling his seed on the ground just one time instead of where Yahweh wanted him to in his sister-in-law. And after Adam and Eve disobeyed him once, the loving Christian deity decided to curse all of mankind for eternity. Does this sound like patience to you? Would you say that the person, the one who did all these things, is an example of patience and kindness? Would you worship such a being? Now for the 200th time, let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author Eugene Von Riesen. Welcome to the show, Eugene. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a writer. Um, a long time ago, someone told me I, I'm a storyteller. I tell stories, you know, if we're just sitting here chatting, I'm going to tell you a story. Hmm. And, and so I tell stories and hmm. I write fiction and I write, um, the, the Christian nonfiction, but the book is called our place in the story, which is, 
kind of a, since I'm a storyteller, I understand how story works hmm. and how we interact with the story of the gospels. And that's, that's what the, what, um, well, the book is really challenging, frankly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad read it and said, you don't set a higher standard or anything, do you? <laughs> so how was then, it to write? Was it challenging to write as well? Um, it was, uh, I discovered a lot of things along the way that I hadn't realized were there. Um, the, the one that it surprised me, you know, I, I was going along and said, we'll start with an easy one. We'll start with the, with the, um, good Samaritan. And as I was <laughs> writing about the good Samaritan, I was realizing, wow, this is Jesus taking out his verbal two by four and smacking us in the head. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we're going to have to dive into that one. Let me remember. Yeah. <laughs> so what about that continue on yeah so okay you found that so, challenging yeah yeah i mean the I, I there's a fairly long thing i can do um story when you <laughs> when yeah story yeah yeah so when you look at the the sheep and the goat right hmm. you know i was hungry and you didn't feed me and and depart from me i never knew you hmm. and to me that one is a standard of behavior. It's not necessarily about judgment day hmm. as much as it is. We should treat hmm. the people we meet as if they were Jesus himself. Hmm. Right. And yeah. And then at the end, he, uh, you know, he says, you know, um, when you did so to the least of these, my brothers or sisters, you did so to me, right? That's mm -hmm. what how the sheep and the goat ends, right? Mm -hmm. And and the there's a question. You can immediately ask that question. Who is my brother? Right. right. So, but Jesus answered that in the Good Samaritan. Um, because the Good Samaritan starts with the teacher of the law coming to Jesus and saying, what is the greatest commandment? Hmm. Right. And it's interesting. They agree on that, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that is, you know, Jesus says the greatest commandment is love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. Uh -huh. And the second is likened to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Yahweh, then the neighbor. Yeah. Right. And those are the two greatest. Now, the, the thing that people don't notice about that one hmm. is there's um, it implies a higher hierarchy of commandments. Right. Mm. If there's a greatest and a second greatest, there's a bunch of lesser ones. And then somewhere down there, there's a least one. Right. Uh -huh. Which people don't recognize. They tend to treat them. Well, it's a commandment. They're all the same. No, they're really not. Huh. And um, I actually went through. I have a on my website, EugeneVonReason.com. You know, there's a an article and some of it's in, in the book. Um, a lot of it's mm -hmm. in the book, but I wrote a wrote a shorter version of the times I discovered going through writing this book where Jesus, you can look at it first, Jesus doesn't follow the law, hmm. but what he's really doing is following the greater law and not the lesser law. Right. So, you know, you get something like simple one, the, <clears throat> the disciples are going through the, the grain fields and pick the grain and rub it in their hands and eating the grain. 
And I've done that, by the way, being on, worked on a farm sometimes. <laughs> um, in my youth, when I was a young man. Yeah, back in um, the day. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the Pharisee said, oh, you're working on the Sabbath. And um, <laughs> Jesus did not say, oh, that's not working. He didn't say that. He said, remember how David ate the bread off the, off the altar? And that was okay. Mm -hmm. They were hungry. Basically, he said, yeah, so they worked a little bit. They're hungry. Love says, love your neighbor says, let them eat. Let them eat. Where don't work on the Sabbath says, don't let them eat, right? If they're suffering, let's help them right. with their let's suffering. Right, right. Yeah. So, right. Well, and so, so there's that sorry, one. Real there's, quick here. Oh, real quick. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but real quick, you did, you did mention that the number one, rule or the number one um guideline or whatever it is um right is to love god love god right always right. first so Yahweh's why is first. that the number one rule that's an interesting question i'm not sure i've ever actually considered that so then hmm. that makes me you know fumble around a bit for an answer no you're good i love it no, um, that's, i mean that's, yeah. that's part of the fun of the conversation you know yeah yeah, that's, yeah. why this well i don't know let's why that out, one? You know. <laughs> well i mean I mean, you are talking about the Bible being, a, you know, it, it, it's about religion. I mean, it's about God. That's the whole, kind of the whole point. Hmm. Um, and, and Judaism is about worshiping God. Hmm. Um, so, you know, it kind of makes sense that that worshiping God makes is the first priority. Although it's interesting, with one exception, the places Jesus didn't follow the law we're related to love your neighbor, not to love the Lord mm. your God. And the one exception to that, interestingly, is Jesus at the temple when he's 12, mm. where he didn't obey his parents. Instead, he stayed at the temple um, well, to what worship, about the learn, one whatever. Too? When he got in the, what, he was all angry in the temple and he cursed oh, yeah, the victory I and all could. that. I suppose you could, yeah. yeah. How do you take that story? Um, well... The one thing I would note is it doesn't say he ever hit any people with, you know, <laughs> right. He still lashed out. He killed a tree. He, he lashed out. I mean, he, 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 um, wait, which story? The, the fig tree wait, one where he, oh, he the fig tree one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then the temple. Oh, that was right the temple. Yeah. 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 That's right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the fig tree one is a, is a disturbing one. It is. It means, it's, yeah. It's he, like, got, he was, he was hungry. He woke up and then the tree wasn't no fig. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus knows that it's not in season. Jesus. And then he kills and the he tree. Still, curse, instead still, of, still instead curses of the tree. Yeah, yeah. Making it spread yeah. and, and feed the whole place, which he didn't feed the hungry with this tree that he could have done. It was such a weird that's true. story. That is, yeah, there, there, there are several of those. That is a weird story. I, yeah. I've forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it it's there's some disturbing ones, even the sheep and the goats. It's like my dad said about that. Where's forgiveness? Where's grace? in the sheep and the goats right yeah and that's kind of why if you view it as a standard of behavior it changes the changes the nature of the thing but but um the uh interesting the so um there's so then what why why are we uh number one rule for yahweh uh to love yahweh is it because he's what, what was the reason well that's a good question i suppose it's it's that he loves us and created us. If you know, you follow that, um, you know, if he, if, if God mm -hmm. creates us and there's some gratitude 
there for our existence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, gratitude's one thing, but like yeah, to gratitude, make it the yeah. number one rule. Make it the number like, one. That's true. Like, uh, that's just weird. Like in my house, the number one rule is not to love and worship, praise and worship me. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that would be weird. That, that would, would be, be weird. weird. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, that's an, an, another interesting one that people miss. Um, both the Old Testament in the Ten Commandments and the Apostle Paul in, I believe, um, Colossians and Ephesians, where he talks about um, children obey your parents. Yeah. It's not parents force your children to obey you. (laughs) Well, I mean, no, but it's it's not. Under the uh, the uh, guise of you're going to get stoned to death if you don't obey your parents. So right. I mean, although that's an interesting <laughs> one too, because if you look at the Ten Commandments, mm. it's honor your father and mother. Mm. It's not parents make your children honor you, right? In, well, in yeah. both those cases, it is an admonition to the children, mm. not to the parents. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So it it's it's a. Uh, it's a subtle it. difference, but, but oh, Leviticus it, 20 verse nine was another one. Anyone who curses yeah. their father or mother right, is to be put right. to death because they have cursed their father or mother. Their blood will be on their own head. <laughs> That's pretty ruthless. <laughs> right, right. There's some, there's some ruthless ones back in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are. Yeah. So how do you feel? About are you looking laws? things up while we do this? Oh, no, yeah. I got it right here. I got all kinds oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, you know, I got my shenanigans. Uh, okay. So what do you think of the laws, the old Testament laws? Well, you know, that's an interesting one. Um, again, you go back to the, the, the greatest commandment. The, I kept thinking there was a place where Jesus said either about love your neighbor and love God or about um, doing to others, you know, the golden, um, the golden rule, doing to others as you would have them doing to you, yeah. that um, this is the sum of the law and the prophets. So, and, and that makes me think, so, and, and you go back to Jesus saying, okay, let me, let me get back a little bit. We'll, we'll take a a slight detour and then come back. Um, so we got the heart disciples harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Oh yeah. yeah. We got got the man born blind. Uh We've got the man with the withered hand. Both of those two, he healed them on the Sabbath. Okay. And, and perhaps most telling of all the woman caught in adultery. And in all four of those cases, Jesus ignored the lesser law. And on, on the woman caught in adultery, especially, mm. which the lesser law says stoner. Mm. And it never said she didn't do it. He didn't stone her, even though the law said to stone her. Uh-huh. Instead, he loved his neighbor, which uh-huh. is the greater law. And I have an interesting time, you know, with Jesus and interestingly, the Pharisees, it wasn't just Jesus. The Pharisees are reading the, now I'm forgetting the word anyway, the the Old Testament basically, are reading the Old Testament and coming up, well, the sum of this is the love God and love your neighbor. That's the main message here. And if you have a hierarchy of commandments again, and Jesus in a number of places says, well, like the woman caught in adultery. Well, okay, we've got stone her versus love your neighbor. 
So it's one instance. We've got that one instance of right. of, of Jesus that he's um, he's he's not following those laws. So right, does right. that well, mean four? Right, right. I already said four, and I think there are at least two or three others. Hmm. By the way, um, I could look it up. What I I said in my thing, I could I could open that up. I haven't got it open right now. But um, does does Yahweh follow those laws? Does Jesus follow that law? The 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 number the two. Love your neighbor one. Love your neighbor part. I'm sure yeah. he loves himself. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about him anyway. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I I think I think he does. I think he, you will find, and this is one of the things in my book hmm. was it kind of started out with who did Jesus yell at, and who did he not yell at, and there's one group of people he invariably does not yell at ever. And that's hmm. sinners. He doesn't yell at the, sinners. The beggars, the hmm. the the people caught in adultery, the tax collectors, all those people, just common people that he was meeting. Hmm. He's in, invariably kind to them. What about right? the temple people that he threw out, though? Yeah, although those people were, I mean, <laughs> while they weren't necessarily Pharisees themselves, they were sanctioned by. Hmm. The temple and by the church, if you would, will. you call them sinners? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Probably, I mean, you can call everybody sinners. I was just more. Oh, oh less, man, good one, nice job. More or less, <laughs> I was more or less saying, you know, if you if you divide the people of the gospel into, you know, the Pharisees and the teachers and the law, and then the disciples, and then everybody else, hmm. that everybody else, which a lot of people would call sinners. I mean, in some ways, someone with leprosy isn't really a sinner, but he's everybody else. He's not, you know part of the church hierarchy and he's not a disciple of Jesus and those people he was he was nice to nice to all the he time he was nice to those people so what about atheists what well, uh, do you believe in hell yeah i think so um so is it know, be a f- i don't know <laughs> yeah. well, that's what i'm saying love your neighbor that's where i'm going with right, this. Right, love right, your neighbor right. atheist is a neighbor right i'm absolutely. I'm, I'm a neighbor to somebody I just don't believe the same thing as everybody else. Right, right. So is if I don't believe in Jesus, is he still going to love me as a neighbor or am I going to end up in hell? That's where you get back to the good Samaritan. Yeah, let's get back there. Yeah. So the Pharisee, they the by the way, if if a person is a teacher of the law, a teacher Mm. of the law is by definition a Pharisee because the Sadducees didn't believe in teaching the law. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know exactly Sorry, that. I'll There's stop, a, a chapter in here called "It's Sad You See." Yeah, yeah. I uh, the uh, so um, once they agreed on the greatest and second greatest commandments, mm. the Pharisee then asked the question. It's similar to the "Who is my brother?" He asked, "Who is my neighbor?" Right. That's what the Pharisee asked. And the in the in the great in the lead up to the Good Samaritan was who is my neighbor? And here's where we run into a problem with our perceptions as readers of the story. Hmm. To us, a couple thousand years later, the Pharisees are the bad guys. And the Samaritans are good guys because Jesus was always nice to them. Hmm. But that's not what the Jews heard. Hmm. Not anybody listening to that story. I, I, one of the things I do in, in here 
is I, I take liberties with nouns. Let's leave the story the same and change the nouns. Uh-huh. Oh, here you have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase it a little more just because it's fun. Go ahead. Here we have, so the, the Pharisee asks, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, I'm going to tell you a story. There was a man. He was traveling down from Denver to Colorado Springs, and he fell among carjackers who robbed him and beat him and left him mm. by the side of the road. Mm. And along came a conservative theologian, probably worked for Focus on the Family, and <laughs> saw the man by the side of the road and drove on by. <laughs> and, and along came the fine upstanding pastor. Mm. And he saw the man by the side of the road and drove on by. Mm. And then along came a lesbian Muslim abortion doctor. Jesus. <laughs> and she stopped and picked him up and took him to the urgent care place and paid for his care, put him up in a hotel and bought his supper mm. and gave him the credit card and said, just do whatever he needs. Mm. And because that's closer to what the Jews heard, right? Mm. You know, a pastor and a theologian, these are the good guys. And, you know, then there's the bad guy that, that mm. stops and saves the day. And Jesus then asks, who was a neighbor to him? Right? Mm. Who was a neighbor to him with the implication that if this bad guy was a neighbor to this person who fell among the thieves, then that person is also worthy of being loved as a neighbor. Hmm. Like I said, you know, once you, once you see this, it's like, Oh, Jesus was not being nice that day. It was a, it was a, um, a harsh said, reality. Yeah. Harsh reality. He took yeah. out his verbal two by four and smacked him in the head. Yeah. Um, and, and if you're not hearing it that way, you're not hearing what, Jesus was saying. And that's part of part of what my thing is in this book is mm. we see Samaritans as good guys and Pharisees mm. as bad guys. Mm. And that's and, and yet I think on three or four occasions Jesus called the Pharisees the righteous. Mm. Not the self-righteous, not the wish they were righteous, the <laughs> righteous. Right? And if you think about stories like the well, the lost sheep and the lost you know, the lost coins and the lost son, right? Um, the 99 sheep stayed in the pen and one was lost. And Jesus went to find, or the shepherd went to find the one, even though the 99 were still there, uh -huh. right? And the 99 are the good guys. They're the righteous. Uh -huh. In fact, if you look at that, he's talking to the Pharisees when he says that. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's kind of funny. We, we always look at, at the at the prodigal son and we we tell ourselves we're the prodigal son mm. it's like yeah how many times have you wasted your money on gambling and prostitution and drugs huh mm. really <laughs> how, how many times have you done that i, I um, think it's a little more metaphoric than that <laughs> yeah. but yeah well I mean, no the point is but the point of of that story is actually the good son because okay. the good son is the righteous, right? He's the the good son was the one who went to church every he didn't week. Didn't do anything he, wrong. He, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. do anything wrong. He didn't sin. He followed the commandments, all that stuff. And he's not happy when the bad son comes back and is treated like 
well, a son, right? And and I think that is the the main point of of the prodigal son. Now, is don't I've, be that guy. No, well, is don't be resentful oh. of the people who come back, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so it's it, it's it's easy. I mean, if you think about it, we in the Christian church, the churches, pretty much all the denominations, we create what you would call it's a business term, but barriers to entry uh-huh. where we make it okay to be a member of our church. You have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this and you say this and do that and you do, this, and do all these things. Well, it's kind of like the list to get into heaven. I mean, you have yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Except in a lot of ways, um, we do it because we want um our motives aren't entirely pure, I think, in making those barriers to entry. Our motives are we want people, A, to be like us, huh. B, you know, to behave the way we behave, uh-huh. and and essentially same, to, yeah. Well, the same ahead. thing God's doing, though? That's the same thing he's doing. He wants everybody to behave like he he does. He wants everybody to do a certain thing. You you can't if you can't if you're not going to do this, if you don't love me, if you don't believe me, you can't you can't, you know, hang out with me for eternity. You know, he's, he's got some very strict rules as well. Yeah, yeah. He's very, now, very peculiar about the people he hangs out with for eternity. Particular, you know, peculiar. I, I had, again, my dad, I, I use my dad. He was a very, very smart and thoughtful man. I remember mm-hmm. in college, I would come back with some new theological or philosophical thing that I just heard of. And I'd go talk to him about it. And he'd already read up on it and had to learn an opinion on it. <laughs> um that was that was the kind of guy he was um nice. <laughs> and he talked he he went on a very interesting spiritual journey mm-hmm. from being really conservative in his youth to really a lot more liberal in his old age mm-hmm. and he reasoned his way to this mm-hmm. which is a, which is unusual right he reasoned his way and he 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 says this mm-hmm. if you Define God's love. So we say God is love and God loves all of us. Uh-huh. And then you have him saying, well, yeah, he loves all of us, but he's going to throw half of us in hell anyway. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that love? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound like love to me. Oh, yeah. and, and so basically he says, okay, so you can't really say God is love and then change the definition of love when it applies to him. Oh, to wow. God. yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, his thought was, when you really get down to it, heaven and hell are choices. Who's we choice? are all given a choice. Our choice? Our choice of going we to heaven. We have to choose or, between those two places. Okay. We have to choose those two places. And the decision may not be quite as obvious as it sounds like. It's probably not. You know, hey, look, there's, there's you know, food and fun and, and, and music and there's, you know, a lake of fire. It's probably not going to be that obvious. It's it. You can kind of say it's, huh. it's choosing between being with God and not being with God, right? Okay. Well, let's let's pause that for a second. So, two choices: one with God mm-hmm. in a golden city where there's no nighttime and you right. have to praise and worship Him all night. And, yeah. Okay. Or, I, or by two, the way, I think I think that it's like I, there's that song. Um, I can only imagine. You know that song? You're familiar with that one? It's it's like I listen to that song and I go, no. No, you can't imagine. You have no imagination. Um, I mean, I mean, basically, this guy says, "I'm going to get to heaven. And I'm going to stand there 
or I'm going to sing, or I'm going to kneel, or I'm not going to say anything. That's it. That's all he's got. Interesting. And and I'm going like, you know, I get really boring after a few thousand years. (laughs) Anyway. 10 days. I don't know. Yeah, 10 days. Yeah, yeah. A couple of minutes. Um, You know, it's like. So those are my two choices. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, back to the two choices. Those are my two choices. Being with God, not being with God. And well, but but my thing is the not being with God part. That's that's kind of an issue here. So either you're going to stay with God for eternity, or mm-hmm. the only other option that this loving God has come up with is a pit of fire. Yeah, although the pit of fire, technically, I think if if you actually go look, the pit of fire is, is only um, mentioned once, I believe, it's in Revelation. Debated. Hundred percent, hundred percent debate, okay. but it's still not going to be but, a fun place, right? But it's also, as I recall it, and I've been, I haven't actually looked this one up. So, okay. is that it's, it's, um, it's mostly actually what happens. There, there's at least one interpretation of the lake of fire that it is not hell itself, but actually God just saying, "Okay, we're done with this hell thing." And we're just going to destroy the whole deal and everybody there. And it's not forever. Wow. So he's just going to destroy people instead of letting them live eternity. But, but there's a, there's a thing my, my dad said, so there's the choice God or not God. Uh And then there's an additional thing that my dad added to it. Hmm. In some ways similar to, to um, C.S. Lewis in the, in the last battle in Hmm. the Narnia Chronicles, right? Where the choice is continuous. In other words, hmm. you're there in hell and you still have the choice. It's kind of implied in that. Well, anyway, but um, that you still have the choice and uh-huh. almost no one, maybe no one will ever choose it because they've kind of already chosen it. It's, it's a little like, like, wow. like, um, you know, you get challenged on something and rather than change your mind, you double down. Right. Uh-huh. And so and, God's going to do that to us if we don't like love and worship him or want to stay with him. He's going to make us go to this place until we do want to go stay with him. Well, and that's the point is he's not going to force us to go with him. Right. So he's going to put us in a place that sucks until we choose to go for <laughs> go with him. Yeah. Of course. Of course, you can say that the reason it sucks is because, you know, God isn't there. Um, but you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But the point is, the point is, the the main point about it is, no matter mm-hmm. how you define it, it's our choice. Actually, let's and, go back to that because I didn't make these choices. I didn't decide that there was only going to be two choices for me. Somebody else decided that. Well, somebody else created it this way. Somebody else put this into their yeah. story. This yeah, is God's yeah. choice. For how he wants his story to go, yeah, I wouldn't you know, do that. If if my yeah, kids yeah. didn't want to hang kids, out with right. me, if they didn't want to hang out with me, I wouldn't create a place that sucks. Right, they, go right. be free, go be happy. If you don't want you don't want to hang out with me, you don't want to be around me. Uh, it sucks for me, you know. I'm going to be sad. But holy cow, you're your own person. I'm not going to force right, you. Right. You know, right. and, I, and that's I how mean, I see it. I see it as forcing us to either love and worship him or spend eternity someplace that sucks. That's, yeah, that's I mean, I mean, love, you, man, you could, you could, the, the nature of the, of the sucking of it 
is an interesting <laughs> one. Um, you know, is it by definition a bad place or is it simply a place where people who aren't following God are and aren't interested in this other thing? And that mm. because the people there tend to be tend towards selfishness, mm. they Why then, um, well, I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, because I don't feel I'm very selfish. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe I have not. my moments. But, yeah, maybe know, not. Yeah, okay. not maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for backtracking that one. I appreciate the aging. <laughs> and I want to say this. In a lot of ways, all the stuff about heaven and hell is conjecture. We know what it says in the uh -huh. Bible. And we don't know what's actually happening after we die. True. Right? We just we didn't have no really know. Yeah. And and we when you get down know. to it, we don't know. Yeah. And and when you get down to um what Jesus actually asked us to do. Ah, he asked us to love our neighbor. Uh -huh. He didn't in fact he didn't say go convict your neighbor of sin. He didn't well, what if that. our neighbor doesn't love us back? <laughs> that isn't our problem. It does, I mean, so I mean, we shouldn't yeah. interfere we, in we that. Shouldn't. We should just let them be their own person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not our job to convince them they're sinning, right? That's not our job. It's not your job to. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the Great Commission's about, isn't it? You know, telling about Jesus. Hey, by the way, you're sinning. You're going to go to hell. Well, so that's an interesting question. Here, here's how I would put that. Yeah. And a part of it, I think there, there, there have been. Um, over the centuries, a couple millennia, the <laughs> church leaders have, in a few instances, purposefully obscured what's, what was said in the Gospels. Huh. For instance, the word gospel. Huh. <laughs> Why do we use that word? Why don't we say what it means, which is good news? Hmm. Right? Well, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Somebody back <laughs> back a long time ago decided, hey, we should just use Some that schmuck word. way back when. He's like, no, no, no. We're calling this gospel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the other one, interestingly, is baptism. And this one we mm. kind of know why is because the Greek word baptism or baptismos, I believe, mm. is, as I understand it, you know, I could be wrong. But as I understand it, means to dunk. Huh. And the Catholic Church was going, yeah. We can't say to dunk because we're not doing that. <laughs> so they changed it. So they just used baptismal instead of instead of dunk. Um, well, look that up, folks. Well, yeah, somebody will find yeah. out if it's true or not. It's very interesting. It's true or not. So um, if you if you start with good news, mm -hmm. so so the Great Commission is good news. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so in other words, this shouldn't be something that makes people feel bad. Right? But what's the good news, though? The good news what's is the, that Jesus all, has saved you from your sin, on. right? Hold on. So, let's, back up, let's back up that again. So sin, ahead. sin. you know, I'm not sure if that's actually a translation or not, or what that, hmm. where the origin of that word is. But sin has come to be something associated with, A, the church, and B, with telling people they're doing bad things, right? Yeah. That's what Things that's God what, doesn't like. Things God doesn't like. That's what the connotation of sin. If you and there, there's some argument you can argue that in the in the Greek and the Aramaic, 
the word, there's no state of sin as much as there is. It's just stuff you do with sins, mm-hmm. right? And and the so if you look at sin instead of as sin, say let's let's just say for the purposes of talking to someone, regrets, mm-hmm. right? All of us, you get to be my doing. age, my you know, even you get to be twelve, you 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 regret hurting your friend, you regret yeah. lying to someone, you regret you know there are the things you, yeah. there something right. Yeah, exactly. Something so and regrets or sins. Yeah, yeah, and and okay. and so because so Jesus I took mean, my regrets. Basically, well, no, it, well, yeah, but it's basically <laughs> okay. Um, what what it means then is the what we're doing. What Jesus did was wiped it clean, right? My regrets so, are clean. Wipe their regrets clean. To give you a fresh start. It's like, oh, I don't have to carry the weight of huh. all those things I did anymore. That gets wiped clean. Oh, man. I yeah, no, I've still got fresh. a few regrets. I'm sure Christians right. still have regrets, too, regardless Absolutely. of Jesus. So if he Absolutely. wiped In your fact, regrets clean, why do we still have regrets? And Although that's a little bit like the thing where Jesus keeps saying multiple times, go and sin no more, right? Did Jesus actually expect them not to sin anymore? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but, but, and he knew ahead of time they were going to say. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a, a you get a second chance, right? You get it gets wiped clean. You get to start over as a second chance. But there's like also every that, time? like every time. So like I regret something I did yesterday, and then uh, Jesus yeah, yeah. wiped it clean. It's gone now. But I regret something I did today. I did today, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus and, and wiped right. that clean too. Actually, actually, yes. The the, the real good. point is the real point is even worse than that. What? Um, it's a little like like being an addict a little bit. Okay. What if it's not just a regret, but the exact same one? Oh, I know what it is. And over and over and it's over. It's that buffet I keep going to. Oh, right, right. I regret it every time, but I still keep going back. Right. Uh, or you know, yeah. you're you're gambling away your your grocery oh, no. money, or you're yeah. or you're doing drugs, or or whatever, and and you're asking forgiveness for the same thing over and over and over and over, and it's like, you know, I'm not sure I have an answer for that, hmm. but you know, there is the passage where Jesus, you know, they ask, how many times should we forgive our brother? Right. Yeah. And he says. You know, not seven times, 70 (laughs) times seven, you know, kind of thing, right? A lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the implication there is that God probably forgives us that way too. And, and interesting, you know, it's, it's one of the things I do see in, in the whole from the Old Testament all the way through is there's one thing, and I don't know why, one thing that's paramount to God. And that fits, by the way, with the choice of heaven and hell, is our free will. He will not, will not impinge our will to choose, our ability to choose. Eugene, have you read the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. And you're telling me he has not impeded in free will. Yeah, I'm I'm actually saying that. Now, he has, there are times when he punishes people. No, no, no. Times when he he impeding in free will. What would you think free will? What is free will? Define free will for me. 
basically the ability to choose. The ability to choose how, how we're going to live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What if it's an action? Yeah. What, what if mean? a ghost came in, it came in, took control of my body, and made right. me throw something? Would yeah. that be free will? Yeah. No, not particularly. No. But no. No, that no. wouldn't be free will. No. Um, but there is an instance um, where God takes a spirit and he gives it to Saul and that he takes that spear and throws it at David. It was an evil spirit. I believe it was um, there. Nope. That's the other one. My gods. Oh, first Samuel 18, 10 through 11 and first Samuel 19, nine through 12. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing, but he does it twice, but an evil spirit from Yahweh came upon Saul as he was sitting in his house with the spear in his hand while David was playing the harp. Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him. Blah 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 blah. All right. So God had yeah, that's an, an evil that's spirit. an interesting God had an evil spirit. That's yeah. that's a really weird one. Um, it's it's also weird. It's it's the um. I wonder what that that's like in the in the original Hebrew, um, mm-hmm. and what that actually sounds like. There are sometimes there's a lot of places in there though. I mean, it's not just that one. Right, right. It, I know, but it yeah, doesn't. I mean, it, it often doesn't translate the way you think it does. Um, so is there a like, spot in it's the like, Bible? Go that... ask, let's go ask some rabbis and see what they think that says. <laughs> but well, um, but is there, there a spot that says we all get free will? Is there a Bible verse? Natural or... place. Well, natural, you know, yeah. it, it, it's like another one my dad was talking about, which is which is, <laughs> and this is an interesting one. I love um, the stuff your dad talks about. Oh, he's he was fascinating <laughs> man. Um, These are great. He he talked about when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, right? Yes. Oh, so, you know, there's the whole reckon to him as righteousness and faith and stuff part mm-hmm. of it, which in some ways is the is the big message. But the way we'll my, my dad that, looks yeah. at it, my, my dad reads that thing and goes, you know, there's only one way you can look at that verse and actually have God be a loving God. Mm-hmm. That is rather than God told Abraham, go do this. It's God. Abraham thought God told him to go do this, <laughs> and then God stopped him. Is that what God it stopped is? Him. Oh yeah. man! Oh, so they yeah. got the beginning part of the story wrong, but they got the yeah, end uh, part of it right. Yeah. Oh, man, but yeah. if you if you look at it from from if 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 Abraham wrote it, you might say, interesting. Okay, <laughs> he thought Abraham God can did. write. Right, most likely <laughs> he was a rich guy. He was a rich guy well, from, from from Babylon and Samaria, right? Yeah. Um, um, the yeah, I mean, they had you know cuneiform and various things. I mean, they knew how to write back there. But the um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a. So Abraham wrote this story. He thought God told him to do that, and then God intervened. That. So why didn't he put? Intervened. He thought God told him to do it, but he was mistaken. Instead of God said this, God yeah. sent an angel. Don't have to sacrifice this. Thank you for proving your loyalty to me. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 it seems kind of straightforward there. It, yeah, in some ways, and and like I said though, it, it's there's there's no way to to you know mm. if you actually say God meant said it either a huh. this is this is my dad talking again right? yeah <laughs> was okay. Was God lying to Abraham? Did he tell him to go sacrifice Isaac, but he didn't mean it? Huh. Right? 
that means he was lying to Abraham, right? And that doesn't work very well. Mm, no. And and so it, it's really hard to come up with another way of making it. It's hard to make an excuse for that story. 100%. Make an excuse for that story. No, right, right. Yahweh sent him to go murder his son just as a, as a test, but God right, knew right. exactly what his heart and mind and thoughts are. So right. the test is pointless and monstrous and brutal. So the whole right. story together, I just, I don't like that story. I think it's disgusting. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's why, you know, like my dad said, if, if you're really looking at this and saying, well, you know, about the only way that this fits with a loving God is, is if Abraham thought God Interesting. told him that. So all the times that God ordered the death of children or killed children <laughs> himself. Yeah. Yeah. All those times. How do you make ex like excuses no, for those? That's, those that's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. This is something I I I haven't actually said to any of my atheist friends, but you know, it's interesting that you look at the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and you know, people see brutality and horrors and terrible behavior. Now, a lot of the horrible and terrible behavior is actually is. I mean, it's done by people. Yeah, and the Old Testament it. does does not mince words about you know, people's <laughs> actions you know, I mean, or God's actions. Or God's I actions. will right. slaughter your cherished offspring. God said that. Yeah, I mean, so, you don't mince it. So, but you look at that whole Old Testament mm -hmm. and Jesus, and interestingly, the Pharisees too mm. came up with. Love God and love your neighbor, and that's the sum of the law and the prophets. Think what that means, the sum of the law and the prophets. If you add that all together, you get love God and love your neighbor. And so hmm. to me, it's saying, okay, at some point, there's uh, getting out of it what you bring to it. Hmm. Right? So one person reads that and says, this is horrible. And, you know, God treats everybody badly and he's mean and evil and spiteful. And another person reads it and says, Oh, God's loving and we should love our neighbor and love God. And it's all cool. Mm -hmm. So why are they reading the same thing and getting those radically different answers? Right. Well, because I, well, do you, what's the answer? What's the answer? Well, I think it's what we bring to it, right? What we bring to it. Well, I, I that too. I think yeah. that a lot of times, and don't take any offense, 100%, no offense thrown, no need. Christians do right. overlook these verses or find excuses for them. Um, like yeah. the, the Amalekites, when when God ordered the death of the Amalekites, he ordered the death of children. Yeah. I mean, he killed children himself. You got Hosea 9, that whole thing. You got the flood, you got the Passover, where he went and killed children while they were sleeping in their beds. I mean, these horrible, right. horrible things. You cannot tell me that's a loving that's God true. that's doing those things. So there's right. got to be now, some way out of it. You got to find an excuse. You got to read over it, or, or you know, I don't know. That, it's a great answer. I love. I don't know. There, there, there is something that I I saw one time when I was reading it. Yeah, and that is death does not mean the same thing to God that it means to us. But it, it's sacred to us people, and He knows yeah. that. So yeah. to take that away from somebody, to take a child from a mother, from a father, from a family that yeah. loves it is cruel. Yeah. True. Yeah. And not it, love. It, yeah. It's true. Again, I'd be interested to, I would, I would, I would be interested in, 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 ha in hearing what a rabbi had to say about this stuff. We should um, do a rabbi, me and you in a conversation. We should. 
We should. <laughs> I don't think I know any rabbis. Interestingly, I could probably find a rabbi. I have, yeah. I have, I have contact. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, um, I feel a little scared now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 I, I, um, um, my, my daughter is working at Jewish community center. And, and so it's like, yeah, well, I fun. can probably find a rabbi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can find one so, out here somewhere. Yeah, somewhere yeah. <laughs> they might have a few. <laughs> yeah, I might have a few. Um, so anyway, uh, but, so yeah. but yeah, so. So is God slaughtering the innocent in the Old Testament as far as you're concerned? So the flood, the Passover, those are two major stories. Right. And there's the, a ton of other actually, little ones in there. Right, right. But the, is the, God slaughtering the innocent? You know, that's an interesting, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that there's any other way to say it. Um, than that yeah I, you know mm-hmm. and you're right that's a hard thing to understand and understand what it is uh now i have remember here her hearing of course this was the israelites doing it not directly god was mm-hmm. the you know the the um invasion of the of israel and when they mm-hmm. came back from egypt and 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 got rid of the canaanites and and stuff right the, um, their neighbors they destroyed their neighbors god said kill their, their neighbors. neighbors move in there not like i I, neighbor, I, I, I heard <laughs> i heard a comment from from basically from an archaeologist you know going back and looking at that stuff and going you know these guys were just evil they they deserve to be gotten rid of <laughs> but you know that's uh, is what it is um the 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 interesting thing, and here, here's the interesting thing, and in, in, in what that I figured out in the Gospels in my book is is the people we are most like in the Gospels are the Pharisees. Well, I'm glad that's not God. Yeah, there you go. Because you know we're we're, we're the Pharisees. <laughs> um, you know, you go you go to church and yeah yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the people in the Gospels who went to church every week and they mm. memorized scriptures and they sang songs and they prayed without ceasing and they had quiet times and meditated and, and all this stuff, all the stuff God likes. That was the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They were the ones doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you go look at the Pharisees, what Jesus says to the Pharisees, um, you can sum up what Jesus says to the Pharisees in one sentence. Mm. You should know better than that. <laughs> that is what he had to say to the Pharisees. You should know better than that. Hmm. It's almost exclusively about their actions and not about hmm. their beliefs or their theology. Hmm. And you, you want to, you want, there's the scariest their actions. Thing, their actions. So that's kind of how I see it with the character of Yahweh, his actions. Yeah, his actions. Yeah. I judge him by point. his actions. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a there's an interesting one to talk about how to scare a Christian. <laughs> I I went and did uh, you know, I I wonder I'd heard hmm. way back in like when I was in literally in high school that the Pharisees believed a lot of the things we believe. Hmm. So I decided to go see if that was so. And yeah. I looked it up and sure enough, the the short version is what Paul teaches all that stuff in all of Paul's letters is Pharisee doctrine as applied to Jesus as Messiah. Huh. Every single piece of it, including, you know, it's heaven and hell, angels and demons, um, you know, the priesthood of the believer. There's an interesting one that we, that Christians don't recognize as coming from, coming from the Pharisees. 
mm-hmm. which is um, don't go to places where you're going to be tempted, right? Huh. Don't go hang out in bars and strip clubs and, and down on the corner where they're selling drugs. Don't go to the places and hang out. That's kind of what we teach ourselves. Huh. Yeah, and the Pharisees called that putting a fence around the law. Huh. But basically, you you to keep the law, you make the space bigger so you don't come anywhere near breaking the laws, right? Um, and so, so even that, right? And the priesthood of the believer, like I said, and salvation by grace, not works. By that grace. Is a, by grace, not works. That is a, that is a Pharisee doctrine. Salvation. What, what do you believe? Salvation by grace. Salvation by grace. Well, I mean, basically, basically the idea of salvation by grace is, is pretty simple. It's basically, you know, nobody, um, I put it a different way. So you might say popular, popular Christianity on television, right? Which isn't has nothing to do with actual Christianity. Um, is you know this kind of a bell curve thing where if you're a good person, you go to heaven, and if you're not a good person, you don't go to heaven, right? And that's that's the bell curve concept. But there's a problem with that. It's patently unfair because. You're going to hell because you were went two miles an hour over the speed limit more than I did. Okay. Right. Right. Right there in the middle of that bell curve. Uh-huh. The the difference if with between billions and billions of people, the difference between being on this side of the line and that side of the line is basically non-existent. Okay. Right. And so it's patently unfair to put a line in the middle there. Okay. So interestingly, what 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 God does is He takes the line and puts it out past Mother Teresa and Billy Graham and whoever the holiest person you have ever heard of. It's past them, uh-huh. and it's patently fair and not very and 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 hopeless. It's fair <laughs> and at that level hopeless, right? Because nobody is that good. So He sets the standards too high on purpose. The, I mean, knowing the standard, that the yeah, knowing yeah. we're going to fail. Essentially, the the standard is perfection when you get down to it. So why and, would his standard be perfection, knowing that we can't reach that? Well, that's where salvation by grace comes in. Is is basically God says that whole thing about wiping clean. God says, okay, well, the standard is perfection. All right, well, we know you're not going to meet that, so we're just going to wipe that clean. Okay, how did he choose to now do that? Over that. Well, that's the that's the point of of you know jesus dying on the cross and you know the whole the whole thing about about that's how he chose to make a story right right make yeah the story, he chose right, to right. to set the standards too high knowing the, that it would be too right. high for the people that he created flawed on purpose then in order to reconcile that fact he chose to slaughter the innocent in order to forgive the guilty <laughs> although you can you can look at it as as and there are several places where, where it's pretty obvious that Jesus chose to go there. Well, he Jesus is God, for, they're the same yeah, person. Yeah, so yeah. I mean he really didn't right. It's the story, it's part of the story he set in motion. Jesus set the story in motion, which is really yeah. weird when he prays to himself. Do I have to yeah. do this myself? Myself says no, but you should. And I don't know, it's really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, so, the, the 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 whole the in, in a lot of ways, the the 
the doctrine of the Trinity is a bit strange. Um, well, yeah, it's three 100%. people, but it's it's for three people, but it's really one person. Uh, you know, like but we're like, not worshiping three gods. You know, it's only yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's only yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so um, in your story, though, if you were if this was your story, you had your choice to make your story. Would you create the level too high for people to to attain it, and then slaughter the innocent to forgive the guilty? Is that something you would choose to do? Well, that's an interesting question. If you if you go back to this whole concept of if we're going to have, I mean, the only other way to do it would be to say, put put the put the line at the other end and mm. saying it doesn't matter how bad you are. No, 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 we don't have to do that. There's, sure there's not do. one or the other. There's there's all that space in between that God right. could have chosen, and, but, but he chose not get, to. He could have had just good people go to heaven instead of well, you have to be perfect. No, no, yeah, but, you but, can't get but, there until but, I kill myself. But that's but that's <laughs> the whole place where I was saying is like. If you say, if you're good enough, well, like I said, you went two miles an hour over the speed limit faster than I did, so you're not good enough. That's the, well, I mean, that's where that's we're at it. now. Nobody's good enough, so he has to kill himself. Why so don't we just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it's, seems it's very not, weird. It, it, yeah, you can say that. It's, but it's, it's um, putting the line somewhere in the middle hmm. is, is unfair to the person at the you know, here's the line, and the person just this yeah. far of the line. Well, a hair's breadth. It's also it unfair to make much. it unobtainable. That's that's also unfair. Except, except, no, it's ultimately fair. It's completely fair because everybody's in the same boat. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, it's it's fair. It's well, just not. It's not it's, everybody's in the same boat. We got goats and sheep, so well, we're not yeah, all in the same but, boat. But yes, yeah, yeah. But but it's still option wise. Yeah, it's it's basically. You're not having someone, you know, not get to heaven because they said damn one more time than this other person did. Right? What about literally that much? That what about that the unforgivable line. sin? Yeah, that's a weird one. Um that is a weird one. The one of the things I'm not sure we have really any idea what that was or what that meant. Again, it'd be an interesting thing to ask. Ask a rabbi what what blasphemy against mm. the spirit is. Mm. Um, I don't think it's um, we today. I don't think have any good idea what that is. Um, so I, I've tried. I've tried to blaspheme the Holy Spirit any way possible. Yeah. I've, I've used all um, the different ways and variations of it. So that and I think, I'm guessing I think that I've the, chosen one of them. So I'm, I'm think I'm thinking that that I mean my understanding from a long time ago, and I think I have some friends who study linguistics that say that's not right. Is is basically putting words in God's mouth, saying God said when He didn't say. Well, um, God you know. said farts smell great. So there you go. Yeah. Blast me the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm destined for hell. Do you think I deserve hell because I said something like that? No. You think I deserve hell if I hate the Holy Spirit? If I hate this ghost because I don't know, I think it smells funny. Do, do you think that <laughs> you know I deserve hell because of that? No. And and you know I don't know you know. In the long run, hmm. and we don't, A, like we said about heaven and hell, we don't know until we get hmm. there. B, hmm. we don't, almost everything about it is conjecture, right? Hmm. We're we're saying, it seems like it works this way. Yeah. And, and you know, there's stuff, what the Bible, Bible says, says so. and, yeah. and, and what it said, you know, what did it say in Greek versus what it says now? I, here, here's an interesting hmm. example of friend came up with is is the word peace 
our definition of peace comes primarily from Pax Romana. You know what that is? Um, Something peaceful. That's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's Latin. It's the mm. peace of the empire. Basically, okay. it, Pax Romana means I'm going to subjugate everybody and no one's going to rebel against me. Therefore, it's peaceful. Interesting. That's what, that's what Pax Romana means. Mm. Whereas both the Greek and the Hebrew word means more on the order of a weaving together. Okay. So when Paul or Jesus are saying peace, a weaving together rather than being placid, right? So it's a very different sort of a thing, right? So is that a good thing? Yeah, I think it is. Because so when think Jesus about says what, he what doesn't come to bring peace, that's a bad thing? Yeah. Well, he also said he did come to bring peace. He, he basically. Oh, no. The Bible's contradicting itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, um, the, the interesting one I find is the one that's the, that I think, again, another one that nobody gets really right is the, is the, the fruit of the spirit. That's uh -huh. the Paul thing, right? You know, the fruit of the spirit is, um, peace, love, kindness, kindness gentleness, yeah. self-control, etc. And I maintain that the fruit of the spirit is not what you get. It's what you create. It's what I, sorry, you cut out there. It's what I what? Create what you create, ah. not what you get. In so, other words, uh -huh. you you the fruit of the spirit is you love people, you bring peace where you go, you create joy. And that's the fruit of the spirit. So when God um, brings death and destruction, yes, yeah, it's, it's not very fruit of the spirit of him. Fruit of the spirit of him, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and, and and I, you know, I don't know the answer to all these things. I'm, no, I'm, nobody really I'm, does. No, yeah, and that's but, why I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I just choose not to. I mean, too, too many. This doesn't make sense. Stack up, and I'm right. not going to believe it. That's where I'm at, Eugene. Right. But this has been fun. We're we're about out of time here. Okay. Um, I do okay. want to end it with one last question, and then we'll get into uh, where all your stuff can be found at. Um, would you, Eugene, would you slaughter the innocent to forgive the guilty? Is that something you would choose to do? No, I would. Why not? Well. You know, I mean, like I said, there is a whole different thing if the if the innocent chooses to do this. You know, if, if someone mm. chooses to sacrifice themselves, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we honor that today, right? Um, you know, you, you go to war and you sacrifice yourself for your buddies and you get the Medal of Honor and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, not saying that, well, anyway, that's a different thing. But the, so if if someone chooses to sacrifice themselves, that's something we honor, we all honor everywhere god right? chose to kill himself yeah yeah basically pointlessly though but god god yeah, is yeah, all, yeah. All, all powerful he can do anything yeah, he wants yeah. he can snap his yeah. fingers and forgive us but he had there, to there's... kill an innocent being in order to forgive everybody that just doesn't add up to me another thing to throw in the pile yeah, there yeah yeah <laughs> hebrews so... nine twenty two. without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness that rule does not apply to my household i'm telling you right now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's a uh... You know, that, that one I look at and, and, you know, where we are in today's society is, is very, is unique in the history of, of him, of humanity. Ever, Every century of, is unique in the history. No, Absolutely. no, there's, I mean, you know, the, 
if you went back and told someone in 1650 the idea that the death penalty was inhumane, they'd look at you like, what, are you out of your mind? Mm. You know, it's, it's, there has never been a period in, in, in the world where the death penalty for crimes was considered a bad thing. And mm. I consider it a bad thing. I think, yeah. the, and the reason I do is, is we agree. We agree. There you go. <laughs> is, is the, um, you can't guarantee you're never going to kill an innocent person. And there you 100%. go back to the innocent person. Right. But the, Oh yeah. Oh, see so, you cycled around Eugene. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I sure did. But you know, you go back to, um, you go to, you know, um, someone sacrificing themselves, mm-hmm. but the, Oh, we're, Oh, sorry. I got lost there. Hold on. You're good. You're is good. the, is the, is the blood thing Yeah. Um, that when someone does, even your kid, your kid lies to you and goes out and steals money or something, you're going to do something mm-hmm. right. There's a, there's a requisite. Maybe they get grounded. Maybe they get, get, you know, their, their allowance, my money now my money now for for a couple of months or whatever or or force them to pay it back or there's there's punishment Mm -hmm. that goes with these wrong actions right Mm -hmm. temporary no matter temporary punishment that goes with these wrong actions that fit the crime right right Mm -hmm. and and well we we hope (laughs) yeah too yeah we we messed that up all the time (laughs) but but um the uh yeah, that's that's one of those things someone pointed out about about um, talking about laws in our in our country is the is the the fine, mm. you know, a fine for speeding or parking, is it? There are other countries where that's tied to your income. Ooh. It's a percentage of your income, and but if you think about it in terms of of you know, a two hundred dollar fine to someone on minimum wage is is a is an economic disaster. It's a death sentence. Yeah. Ugh, whereas wow. whereas yeah. whereas to Elon Musk, it's petty cash. Yeah. Right. And yeah. <laughs> um. So so it's not, you know, punishment fit the crime. But anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah. If, if if you look in terms of, think about it in terms of crime. And punishment, I think that's what the the um, the no forgiveness without blood is. Basically, you know, you did the crime. There's a punishment for it, but and, it's the innocent that has to be punished, not the guilty. Right, because if he's guilty, then he owes. And there's there's a that's the thing about he's if he's guilty. If you uh-huh. kill a guilty person, then he's just being punished for what he did. Yeah, if you're killing right. an innocent person, they're being punished for what the guilty person did, which right. is completely unfair. <laughs> it is, unless uh-huh. unless the innocent person chooses to sacrifice themselves. Then it's a different thing, right? Well, that goes into the whole cycle of he 
set this whole thing up. It's him. He did it. He's killing himself. We got the whole ah. Old Testament where we have to slaughter all these <laughs> yeah. innocent animals. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's that going on. These animals didn't choose to be a sacrifice to God because somebody made a bad choice. Or for instance, like right. a, a woman on her monthly cycle has to kill a dove at the end of it because she has to apologize yeah. that, to that's God. A, that's like, a weird really? one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot the, of them the, like that in there, Eugene. A lot of the, them. There are, yeah. There's, and, and again, it'd be interesting to see what a rabbi has to say. I would love to. We'll do, that's round two. What's going to happen? Round two, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, uh, um, you know, for instance, one of the things that, that, that rabbis do say, and I know this one for, for truth is that, is that the old Testament says life begins with the first breath, uh huh, not in the womb. Right. Yeah. It wow. does not say that. Yeah. In fact, there's that one, there's that one passage. I don't know if you found this one. I hmm. think it's is it Leviticus. It's one of the law books, basically. And, and you read this law and you go, okay, something <laughs> weird has to happen. Law, that's one of the things about laws, right? Yeah. All laws are reactionary. Yeah, it's All just like the cautionary things on the bottles, you know? Don't swallow this. Well, somebody fucking swallowed <laughs> it. You know? sw- yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, there's, this, there's this law back there that says if two guys are fighting mm-hmm. and they hurt a woman who's pregnant, yep. And she miscarries. Yeah. They owe a fine. Yes. But if the woman dies, then they get executed. Yes. So it's very, very clear in that passage that the unborn baby is not of the same value as the woman. The woman, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know. Like property. Yeah, yeah. And is not alive yet because has not taken that first breath. Man, great point. Um, great yeah, point. A lot of, yeah. lot of Christians don't don't see that point, though. No, That's no, the they whole don't. abortion thing. And then God is yeah, all, yeah. all about abortion. He aborted every baby on the on the planet, if that's what you believe. I mean, the flood thingy. But thank you yeah. so much for everything You're today. Welcome. You've been You're awesome. Like, go ahead and plug your stuff. We're out of time here. Go ahead. Okay. I got, I mean... Um, our place in the story, it says a challenging walk through the gospels. It's, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and under Eugene von reason, yeah, you see the name Eugene Wait. von reason. I guess there it is. Yeah. And I, I have the website, Eugene von reason.com, um, which has some, has some, I don't keep up with it very much, but it has some blog, um, blog posts in like the one that talks about Jesus not following the lesser laws right Mm -hmm. interestingly one of them one of them is kind of the one you brought up is is the woman um sometimes it's the woman with the bleeding disease basically she's (laughs) right you know what i'm talking yeah 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 um where whereas what the law says is if she touches him he has to go to the temple to get purified right Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's much to being purified but he has to go to the temple and um jesus didn't Mm. He did the same thing moments later, literally moments after that one. Um, he touches a dead body. Yeah. And yeah. does not go to the temple to be purified either, right? I am God, I can do what I want. <laughs> well, again, it's 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 love your neighbor trumps hmm. these lesser laws. Hmm. So, and love God trumps everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't much. But it, it but it's interesting that in all the examples. There's only one where love God trumps somebody and love your neighbor. And all the other examples I found in the gospels were love your neighbor trumping other laws. Interesting. 
So, yeah. Hmm. All right, yeah. Eugene. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank it, man. We'll keep in touch. Right. We'll do a round right. two. Find that rabbi for me. Message. Okay. Me. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, you. man. Stay safe. Talk to you. Later. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? on all of the last like 10 minutes because adam it's maddening okay <laughs> you place in the bed <laughs> who God. sent the rain to flood the people who sent the rain to flood the people humans right humans Sin. did you not send to rain God. to flood themselves i mean I'm not there's a lot of stories it. in here that are just horrible like the one where the bald guy is going up the thing elijah i think it is and they're bald head bald hell the kids call him bald head yep. it turns around and calls a curse upon them in the name of get Yahweh, mauled by no bears. Less. right and then he always <laughs> like yeah go ahead maul those kids it's like yeah. I, I you know what's the moral of that story don't call people bald who are bald yeah. <laughs> well hey i'm not gonna do it I'm, I'm... <laughs> it's okay it's true <laughs> i mean it's, it's i have no hair it doesn't work <laughs> my head's not working yeah, you know, i mean the teaching i'm always familiar with it just kind of like you know post jesus hmm. you know you're a new you, you know you're a new covenant person and um yeah but jesus you know, isn't the best of, he's kind of taken care of that there's a lot of Jesus stuff in there, man. You should definitely study up on Jesus. He he's quite the character. Um, sure. not, the, not the Prince of Peace. He says he says so right there. He came to bring a sword, but division. Uh, you can't follow him unless you hate your family. There's so many things in there about Jesus. I can throw a bunch of verses hey, at you. Family's, but, you know, family's not universally good. <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> good point. Uh, hey, but yeah, there, there's just a lot of stuff in there that you know. I know I hear a lot. Jesus is love. Jesus is this this great guru, and we should follow in his footsteps. But man, if you really read what Jesus is in the Bible, whoo, it's it's not so great. It's not all uh, rainbows and flowers and unicorn farts. It's sometimes fire death and swords you know so yeah i, don't, I didn't know about the unicorn farts but <laughs> the, the rest, the rest you didn't know that words. verse <laughs> i'll have to find it for you i'll get back to you <laughs> yeah, that's cool. yeah what what if you had a million dogs michael 
What if I had a million dogs? Yeah. Will you give attention to every dog that says they want your attention? I wouldn't physically be able to, but Yahweh can because he is unlimited power. So he should be able to give attention to everybody at every second. He's omniscient, right? He's everywhere. So he's already there. He's in that room with you. So you should be able to just talk out loud and he should be able to answer, right? Does he not have a multitude of angels, servants that do his work? I, I, I don't want to. to I don't know how to say this without insulting you. I, you can't I don't insult like me. Insult people. So let's get okay, that good. out of the way. Say whatever okay. you want. It's All not right. going to insult me. Go ahead. It just seems to me the height of arrogance mm-hmm. that you running a podcast mm-hmm. just seem to delight in telling God how you could be God better than God is. I, I don't talk to God. Gary, which I think do. is the height of your rebellion against I, God. I don't, I don't you have God, this though. issue that. God isn't the kind of God you want, so therefore you're not going to worship him as God. And I'm just thinking maybe your view of what God should be is wrong, huh. and maybe God's view of who he should be is better and more beautiful and truer hmm. and more powerful. Hmm. Yeah, it'd still be nice if you showed up and said hi. Yeah, well, okay, there you go again. <laughs> All right, Gary, it the way you wanted it. Don't, he because I'm asking you a question, you can't answer it. Do you believe your God knows everything, Terry? Uh, let's stick with this question. Again, you're not answering that question. It's so weird. Because you're not letting me answer the questions I w- that, that, that you've already asked. And okay, Terry. If let's you to tomorrow could ask me to go back and change that, there's no way in the world I would change that. I'm glad for Good that for you, experience. Lewis. I'm sure like, there's lots of kids like out I, there that would love to change the fact they were raped in church. Sure. Yeah. And and. I, I can't. I think Lewis. as Christians, as Christians, we're called to care for those people, prevent that abuse. We're called to serve those people. We're called to help those people. We're called to bring them therapy and counseling. Christians are giant in the counseling world. We're trying to help people. But with that being said, Ugh, God where sometimes were they? allows evil. Where were they? Where was, Yah- where was Yahweh when it was happening? God, I hate this topic. Where was, where was, where was, Yah- was Where was Yahweh when the cross was happening? You know, where and, was Yahweh dude, when? no. So, uh, no, you're not going to transfer this to the fucking cross. I'm sorry, dude. You're, you're, you're really pushing all my nerves. I apologize. You're not going to push this to the cross. I don't care about Jesus suffering on the cross. I am talking about a very specific thing happening. Where was Yahweh when that was happening? So what all, all I'm saying is that God has the ability, and C.S. Lewis uses this phrase. He, he has the ability, he yet take... he refuses to save kids being raped in church. Something Why? different, he because has... you are so black and white, and you don't trust the gray areas. Because I gave you a gray area to explore, but you don't want to explore it. You're just going to poo-poo it and shove it to the I side. I did, and I poo-pooed and that's it, because okay. it didn't make sense. When, when the gray okay, areas okay. don't make sense, I poo-poo them, because they don't make sense. That, because, and then I'm sure you do as well, given... right? No, when we're given a gray area, we're asked to explore no. it. We we're explore it, and when we find it. out it's poo-poo, we get rid of it. What's the alternative? But you didn't even... You didn't... Isn't the alternative that you... You become a slave um, of salvation? God. Salvation? Become God's salvation. slaves. I don't, I don't want to be God's slave. No, thank you. Well, you're... Well, there... That's a personal choice. I, I would can rather have individuals be a free who will say that they don't slave. want to be a slave to their job. They don't want to be a slave. They don't to change your job. Change your job to someplace you actually enjoy working. I did that. It's awesome. It's really just life changing. It, it won't be a slave to a job anymore. You'll be actually contributing and helping out to a position. 
Um, so yes, if well, you're unhappy you in your job and you feel it's alcohol? a slave, change your job, please. <laughs> All right, but what if you're a slave to alcohol? That's called addiction. What if you're we a have, slave to things that'll help um, with that. Nicotine type products. Same thing. What if you're a slave to drugs? Same thing. We we have issues. We, we there's an issue. You're a slave to something. We can fix that. But why would you want to be a slave to a documented child killer? That to me is beyond me. I will never understand that. It doesn't make sense. Well, but you, you have a relationship with under- him. That's even but that's even weirder. You may for me. Re- then you may decide to reject that, and that is an option that you have within yes. your life in order to accept or reject things. Yes. I don't see God as only a child killer. I don't see God as, as only, only a destroyer a because in the same book that you are holding, there were uh-huh. also great signs of mercy and healing and giving. Was it to everyone? No. no oh, man. he's grinning. He can't I love wait. it. No, I love it. You love it. <laughs> you touch on things. I get all excited. No, for sure. Mercy and grace. Mercy and grace from, from what he's going to do to you because you've done things to make him mad. And, and a lot. Of, so you have to be quiet in order to hear him, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. How exactly. is that a relationship? Um, it's the give and take. It's the waiting. I, I don't know. But I'm also like buried in my own context. So it is a relationship for me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't doubt that you think yeah. it is a relationship. But I, I mean, if I had that kind of relationship with my wife or my kids or even my dog, it wouldn't yeah, be a very good relationship. It's, it's like, it's, dude, it's like a relationship. Get in a quiet spot so I can talk to you. <laughs> it's like, like a relationship with a cat. <laughs> 